Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Hello again, listeners. Hi. So thank you for being loyal listeners. We are on season three right now, which is crazy. Like, I it's know. hard to keep track. <laughs> like, I was just pulling up a document of our notes and I was like, wait, this is season three, though. And Carolina's like, yeah, we're on season three. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's happening. We're doing it's mind this. blowing. It's already here. Yeah, it's crazy. But we are so excited. And today we have a special guest. First guest of the season. It is Mr. Kent Moran. Hi, Kent. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on today. He's absolutely all the way in the East Coast. And we made it East Coast time. So we really appreciate you and all that you do. And a little bit about Kent. He is the president of Wishing Well Pictures. And he wrote and started their first film called Listen to Your Heart. And then currently he has also, he's done many other things, but he's uh, latest and greatest was the challenger that he wrote, directed, starred in and co-produced all the hats, all yes. the fun things. And, oh my goodness. And it's available now to watch, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Both are, both are available. Yeah. It's crazy how many hats, right? <laughs> well, we feel you. That's what we're doing too. <laughs> and that's why we're like, what better person to bring on the show than you, my exactly. friend, to talk about that, because that is something we've st started to get into ourselves. That's why we started our own production company. And um, we wanted to hear where, I guess, first, like, where did you even like start from to get into the filming and then to wearing all these hats? Because it is a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys already know, I'm sure, how crazy it can get. Um, well, I started like probably like you guys and most people just as acting, you know, my whole mm -hmm. life. And um, so I was just pursuing that. And the writer's strike hit in 2008. And mm -hmm. that's when there was like no work for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and I had written my first screenplay and something when we was just like, I couldn't sit around. So I just had to like figure out how to make it work. Ah. I didn't know anything about filmmaking, <laughs> didn't know anything about producing or anything. Yeah. Um, and I partnered up with a friend of mine and we basically set out to make our first movie and learned as we went basically. That's awesome. It definitely helps to have someone to work with, even if they know no more than you do. Yeah, just the I'm support just like, of it is like <laughs> totally worth it. Absolutely. You need someone there cheering you on and you cheering them on and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and just it helps when you have to wear so many hats to have someone there right along helping you pick up, you know, different things. So how did you find your person? He was uh, just a friend at a time, you know, that was also an actor and and he had done some more commercials and filmmaking stuff on uh -huh. that side. Mm -hmm. um, and then as we went into the production, like I wrote the script and was producing um, and then I ended up sort of 
directing as well with him, like co-directing kind of thing. Okay. And when I saw how directing worked on a feature, that's what got me into that as well. Oh, okay. So yeah. you did kind of fall in love with it as opposed to like, just, I got to do this and I'm not going to pay someone to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Parts of the industry I fell in love with, like directing and oh. writing and then other parts like producing or like more like, cause I have to do it. Nature of indie filmmaking for sure. Oh, <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. Um, talk to us a little bit about pro- like direct because we know, we've talked about producing, but actually having to direct while you're also you were lead in these mm-hmm. films, from what I could tell at least right, <laughs> on right, IMDb, yeah. it was yeah. So how did how did that whole experience work? Because I mean, when we did our western that we always go back to, it's yeah. a great little highlight thing. <laughs> you know, been on yeah. the horse trying to call a shot. It was no, it was not happening. But it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is to say the least. Yeah, no, that's a good question. A lot of people ask that. It's like I think it's all about the preparation, especially if you're mm-hmm. going to do something as big as a feature where there's no stopping once it starts. You're like on this train and it's going. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like that analogy. So I, <laughs> exactly. So uh, I storyboarded the whole thing and I was lucky. I found a great person to work with. His name is John Michael Tomato. And yes. uh, yeah, you know, John Michael, I know John. He, uh, he's my second unit director. So when I'm acting, he, I've gone over the storyboards and everything. Mm. He knows exactly what I want. And then he watches me act and directs me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have that support um, to do my thing as an actor when that comes. That's amazing. Yeah, you need like you need a great team behind you, you know, a great DP, a great assistant director, whatever, you know, whoever you have in your crew, but like having them know your vision ahead of time so they can step in, even if you're Absolutely. not in it right. acting, like if you're just busy right. doing whatever, you know, like that's yeah. so important. Ah. Yeah. And preparation is where I think is the best to do that then cuz mm-hmm. then you can experiment on set and all that stuff when everybody already knows what's going on. Yeah, definitely. So did you have like time in like did you because I have to ask because we're always like we got to get this done in this many hours so (laughs) right did you did you feel like you had time to go back and experiment and look at shots like did you plan that accordingly to give yourself that time does that make sense yeah yeah definitely um I think from my experience on my other films before the challenger I was able to figure out just how time worked because we (laughs) went we went over time like almost every day on listening to your heart Mm. and with the challenger we never went on overtime because I knew how to plan the day better Mm -hmm. um but yeah so I would do basically three takes or four takes to get exactly what I wanted and then we would use takes after that to experiment if we had time kind of thing ah okay cool so you were able so you had the chance to like kind of look back or did you just film it and trust your second unit to like kind of make sure mean, he's for getting... like my acting you yeah mean? yeah yeah so I would step behind the monitor quite a bit yeah because I mean we're all actors and we want to see what that looks right. like um yeah but once I sort of got this the setup I knew the framing was right and everything and mm. and if John Michael said hey that worked then I say okay let's watch that take and then mm-hmm. if I liked it then that was it yeah okay cool yeah I, I always wondered like yeah how that on a bigger scale because we've done smaller things that do you really even get that kind of time I mean I know you got to work it out and stay you know that's when again having your team comes into play making mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. you have the PA someone making sure that you are running on time <laughs> and can <laughs> give yourself those liberties right yeah that's so important to have someone that's just really on it so that you don't have to be mm-hmm. um 
But I do think the movie and in general, short film, whatever it is, is all about the acting and the, and you need people to connect to that. So it's so important. It's worth taking the time if you need to. Mm, yeah, totally makes sense. So, you know, at this point, now that you've done this more than once, both directing and acting and, you know, all the other jobs as well, but especially those two together, is that something yeah. you want to keep doing with all of your films? Uh, not all of my films, no. Okay. Um, I've already started acting in more projects again where I'm not the director, thankfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I do want to continue to direct. Just it takes so long to make a movie that I want to act a lot more in between. Mm-hmm. That's sort of my goal. So Makes sense. That totally yeah. makes sense. I hear you. I feel like that's where I'm at, too. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. act the most, but, like, I want to make some films, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are yeah. you still writing? I am. Yeah, I have a couple of projects that um, have been, like, getting some awards at festivals and stuff, just the scripts. And, um, oh, wow. And I'm in production. Oh, thanks. And I'm Congrats. in uh, pre-production. No, seriously, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm in pre-production on my next feature, which, you know, we'll see if it happens. It's about raising <laughs> the money and all that. Um, and then I have a few other projects I'm attached to as a producer and actor. Nice. I saw something about Madonna. Is that, is that yeah. like you? So that was a documentary that you just did as well? Or pre-production? Yeah, I just produced that. That just came out a few months ago. Oh, so um, That's cool. a documentary about Madonna. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Love her. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you've now then you've ventured into the docu space as well, um, which we've learned it's not yeah. so different. It's another way of telling a story, but it's just it's the truth. It's like real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that it's like the writing sort of goes on in the editing room. You know, that's mm-hmm. where the writing happens. So it's it's pretty neat. Um, that was because a friend of mine who worked with me on the Challenger was doing this project and asked me to produce it, and uh, it was a great experience. It was really cool. That's awesome. How for you was it to then produce on something that you weren't like as deeply involved with, you know, that Mm. wasn't your own film? How was that experience for you? It was actually kind of rewarding and great because I feel like the good thing about doing all that I've done, I I got to learn a lot. And I Mm -hmm. like sharing that with up and coming filmmakers and people that that need that um, support. So it was good because I could sort of sit back, not have to be as deeply involved, but give a lot of, you know, good advice along the way, hopefully. And and then we were able to get them distribution and they were like, they've been doing really well. They were like number oh. one on iTunes in all the countries they got released in so far. So that's it's awesome. been, been great. Wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Like I just, it's fun to see. I feel like it It would be nice to kind of, well, it depends on what the project is, but yeah, to <laughs> step back and just like see something come to life be like, yeah, I was a part of that. That's really cool. And, mm-hmm. and it's gone on to do these things is that where you see I guess where would you see wishing wells pictures going um yeah yeah I do see like I'm still going to do my own projects of course but mm -hmm. I also do like uh producing other projects if it's that kind of sort of backseat it's not like the everyday sort of job it's I'm good at I think um advising and then also like connecting people with the different distributors I've made relationships with or mm. producers and crew members, that kind of thing is where I can be most, That's most huge. helpful. That is yeah. really huge because yeah. we like learned about that. And it's, it is hard to find someone who's going to represent your work well and also not try to screw you over and connect you to <laughs> yeah. the right people, the right markets that you need that, you know, you know, your films meant for. 
Yeah, distribution is kind of a monster. I feel like we've talked about it a bunch of times on the show. Like it's so confusing. If you don't have somebody that really knows what they're doing, like helping you directly with that project, man, it's a lot. (laughs) It is. Yeah. And it's constantly changing. That's what I tell people. It's like 10 years ago when I did, when I released my first film or like nine years ago, whatever, it was totally a different market than it is today. And it's going to continue to change. So you need someone who's like up on it and knows what's going to work in what market and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like along those lines for independent films, like the ones that you, you know, are actually like not just in or not just producing, but fully creating, what kind of, uh, I guess, steps do you take with distribution? Like where do you, what's your goal with those to like, where do you want to end up with them? That sort of thing. Yeah. I So this sort of brings me to like some advice I have for filmmakers about mm-hmm. this because um, and, and I haven't done the right thing, quote unquote, from, for these <laughs> projects. I sort of just sort of jumped into it, like I, like I mentioned, and figured it out. But mm-hmm. uh, if I were making a film today and it was my first film, for example, I feel like there's two budget levels that really work well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like the ultra low budget, 200000 or less. Mm-hmm. And that's actually more attractive than you think, the more I explain. Because the bigger budget stuff, which I've sort of tried to go toward in you know my past projects mm-hmm. that you really need like big actors or big dis- distribution behind you or marketing dollars to make money um and so you really have to keep that in a reasonable check with how much you're spending on the actors and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. whereas under 200,000 it's kind of like you don't necessarily need that you could have a great project a great mm-hmm. movie have a good festival run maybe you have an actor or two that people know but maybe you don't it doesn't matter as much mm-hmm. um and maybe you actually make more money that way too and for yeah. your investors. So, so yeah, I think before you go into a project, it's about like, what do I want the goal for this particular project to be? Um, and then what I do is I actually go out to the distributors that I know and I say, I'm thinking about this actor for this role, this actor for the other role. And I figure out the actual value before I even shoot it of the project mm-hmm. based on those parameters. Oh. They give me like mm-hmm. a list of the countries and how much money they think it'll make a range and they've been pretty accurate actually in the past. So um, I think that's a good way so that you're not like going blindly into production, not knowing if it's going to make money or whatever. Yeah. At least you have some sort of gauge. Yeah, that makes total sense. That's sounds... really great advice. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's very smart. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, yeah, like you said, they've been pretty accurate too for their mm-hmm. numbers, which is good that they should know about yeah. more than I would. Well, I mean, so. just like creating a budget for your film in general is so confusing. Like I remember we talked to Lizzie last season. She's like, well, you just kind of make it up. And I mean, it's <laughs> essentially you do. But, you know, you yeah. want to know how much like at least an estimate of what you're going to make before you know how much you're going to be willing to spend to make it, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Because you can set the budget at anything. It is up to you that mm-hmm. like that's why I kind of work backwards. I'm like, OK, well, what do I think this is going to make? And then we kind of set the budget backwards from there. Mm, that makes sense. Because then like, yeah, it makes sense too if you have, if you're doing over 200 that, okay, well then you're going to have to pay for this star name, mm-hmm. you know? So how much value are they really going to bring to the table, right? And and then vice versa. Yeah. So Yeah, because you can't really pay like a star deferred, you know? <laughs> like, right. You've got to make sure you have that money. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, and that's a whole other thing where it's, it, it just makes things difficult obviously to get a star and all that comes with that mm-hmm. you know like whether it's trailers or who knows what they're going to ask for you know right. <laughs> on the project so uh first class tickets you know whatever it is oh, so yeah. it, it just makes it so much more complicated 
So out of curiosity for your first couple of films, um, for the funding of it, did you do more like crowdfunding, look for investors? Was it all self-funded? Yeah, we, we found investors for it. Um, what happened was, and, and this is another thing that you'll see usually happens back to the train when it's moving. Right. So mm -hmm. it's like, at first there's no movement at all and you got to work really hard <laughs> to get it going on that track. Yeah. So we raised like a little bit of money, um, at, on the first movie. And then we got Sybil Shepherd attached and then mm. the money came right in after that. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, once you get like an actor attached, it's so much easier. Totally. So that is the benefit definitely of getting like name actors. Um, mm. So I, I do recommend like raising some seed money mm -hmm. that you can hopefully make the movie for if you don't get the actor. But then if you do get an actor, then you can raise the budget and accordingly, ah. whatever. But at least you can make the movie if you don't uh, if you don't get that. Person. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's good advice. Cause I feel like, you know, when you're writing, especially like you have actors in mind, like who would be your dream person for this role? Right. You know, and then you're like, okay, so what's some steps down from that that I can maybe afford. <laughs> but I think that's really smart to like go into it saying like, okay, I know I need this much money to make the film regardless, but then if I can afford this actor, that'll make me this much more money. And you know, yeah. That's yeah. Totally, great totally. Step by step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really hard not to get attached to an actor that you dreamed of in the part yeah. but i've found that even like it's very hard to get even your first choice just from scheduling or you mm -hmm. never these actors are very busy and so schedule is actually really big if they're available or not to shoot when you're shooting yeah so uh there are so many talented actors out there and so many actors that can bring value to the movie so i think being open to other, other possibilities and other honestly races and different mm -hmm. sexes even for characters is always interesting right. as well so being open to that stuff is is important. Yeah, definitely. How long um, were the shoot days for Listen to Your Heart versus The Challenger? Yeah, especially like your early film versus like your yeah. next. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question. And you'd be shocked. But Listen to Your Heart was like 40 shoot days or something insane. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and we cut so much out of that movie because we didn't know what we were doing enough. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then on the Challenger was 24 shoot days. Okay. And they're both half. features, right? Yeah, that's funny. Both features, okay. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it was half. And, and yeah. Challenger, if, if you watch both movies, the Challenger is a much more complicated shoot and movie mm -hmm. where, you know, we end in a big stadium, 50,000 people. It was like a crazy shoot. And then Listen Your Heart was like a love story in New York. So it was a lot easier to shoot. Yeah. But you just knew what you were doing. <laughs> Efficiency is key. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's also at all like I think being in being a filmmaker now and having experienced it is different before when I was just an actor, you know, it blew my mind of like how much footage you get. Like you said, you spent 40 days and then cut out like half of it. You know, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, even with our little trailer that we always talk about Desert Flowers, like there's so much that we shot that we are just, not even going to use. Know. And like we didn't even yeah. get all the shoots we wanted. Like it's just wild. It's it's mind blowing, especially if you guys are listening and you aren't making your own films yet or haven't been on set like just be prepared. <laughs> yeah. And it's always so sad, too, if you have to cut a scene and then the actor was so great in it or right. worked so hard oh, and then yeah. that was their only scene. It's, uh, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> totally. You're like, I feel for you, dude. They end up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How um how blind would you say did you jump into producing and like this whole world <laughs> like you obviously yeah. were an actor but so were we <laughs> so i'm just curious oh, I'm, 
I was definitely blinder than you guys are. That's for sure. I mean, you guys are well ahead of where I was when I was uh, doing that. And I really knew acting and, and that sort of, I was like kind of relying heavily on my buddy who looking back on it, didn't know a whole lot more at the time yet because he mm -hmm. was new as well. But, um, but I think the benefit was I was so young that I didn't know any better. And yeah. if I hadn't, if I had known better, it might've stopped me from going that far. So <laughs> totally probably good uh, we awesome. always tell our listeners to just i mean hopefully they're listening to us to get information and you know from our speakers and learn and grow but it's also okay to just do it and and you know be edu like get educated but also just just dive in just dive into yeah. because then you'll always have fears doubts resistance everything you know and you know as, hopefully, as long advice. as you can make it it's great when you don't make expensive mistakes but also <laughs> there are valuable mistakes that even if it cost you, you you learn something else that you know can't equate me maybe monetarily but mm -hmm. the knowledge is great right. so. yeah no absolutely that's such great advice i mean especially today when like there are hardly any restrictions to like jumping into the filmmaking mm, market you could absolutely. literally shoot a movie on your iphone yeah it's just like just dive in and making mistakes i think is a good thing i mean if i hadn't made all those mistakes i wouldn't have got done so much better on my next project and then I'll probably do better on the next one, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just dive in and do it. And, and that's what most people that do this have done. You know, mm -hmm. they just dive right. in. So Gotta start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kent, um, tell our listeners where they can, <clears throat> excuse me, watch your films or keep up with your progress, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so they're on Amazon, iTunes, um, where else? Pretty much, uh, Depends on the country. A lot of countries there in Netflix. I don't know if this is international. <laughs> the old show. Um, we did have a couple random listeners from like some other countries. Just a couple. Poland and definitely Canada. Yeah. Yeah. No, nice. this is international. We definitely do. We do. We are international <laughs> yeah. here at Femmergott. <laughs> heck, heck yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So Amazon, iTunes, okay, and then cool. on social media, it's just at Kent Moran most places. So Awesome. And do you have a website too? Uh, not yet. Releasing okay. soon, but it will be kentmoran.com. Okay, cool. So social media Perfect. in the meantime. Yes. Follow um, him. He's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to watch your films. I didn't get a chance to before this, but like I definitely it's it's on my list. I'm excited to see it. Oh, thanks. Let yeah. me know what you think. I yeah, will. no, for sure. And um, and the I'm curious, the scripts that won at the festivals, are they going to be in production as well soon? Yeah, I'm Maybe? hoping so. So one, the problem is one is I can't make it for less than like $3 million. So mm -hmm. that's like Ugh. a hard one to raise for. That's yeah. the biggest one I would have made. If not, the other ones uh, I can make for smaller. So we'll see which one goes next. Okay. Oh, we'll keep yeah. us posted. And thank yeah, you. let us know if there's any shout outs. But we really appreciate the time. Thank yes, you thank you so for speaking much. with us today. <laughs> Absolutely, out on the I East appreciate Coast. you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll have fun over there in the West Coast. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And but, thank you listeners thank for tuning you. in, of course. <laughs> And follow Kent. Keep listening and we'll see you next time. And make mistakes. Yes. Go. <laughs> Jump in. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support. So please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout out on the show. For more on us, check us out at 
femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.